Hi, I'm Jared Smith in Charleston. This week, a special Tuesday episode for you. Our guests this week are two guys behind the upcoming computer game Outbreak, which will be a virtual storm-chasing online game. We had a blast talking to them and want to make sure that you have an opportunity to watch the interview ahead of the Carolina Weather Group's expanded Ian coverage, which will include a live episode in our normal time slot Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. For now, enjoy this episode of the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, and welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. We are talking this week about Outbreak, the storm-chasing video game in development that you soon could be playing on your computer. Joining us this week from Quebec, Canada, David and Mark are the weather nerds and the developers behind this game that is in early access. We'll explain what that means, where they are in their development phase, and how you can follow along in the ongoing development. If you're if you're a loyal Outbreak fan joining us this week here on the Carolina Weather Group, stay tuned. I have it on good word that we're going to see a sneak peek of something brand new you have not yet seen from Mark and David uh, from the development world of Outbreak. And if you are a loyal Carolina Weather Group podcast viewer or listener, we're going to bring you up to speed on what these guys have been working on. It is so cool. We're so lucky to have them this week. And let's start um, by having you guys, Mark and David, bring us up to speed. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what your game is all about, and what you are looking to achieve with this development. Well, our goal is to take what is already cool about weather in real life and make that accessible for people to chase from their home, either like in off-season or people that like, you know, it's... Um, Extreme weather is really like regional and, and seasonal. So uh, to be able to chase when nothing's happening or when you're too far. I know Mark is uh, suffering from like a missing storm uh, most SDS. of the time. It's, <laughs> in, the, in the winter in, in Canada, it's pretty tough. So uh, that's basically his idea to just be able to be able to chase uh, from like, you know, we're both big gamers. Uh, so to develop this game was uh, like, it really started from there. You're big gamers. Are you big weather nerds? Is that what drew you to this topic? I'm personally, I, I'm from the video game industry. Uh, I'm best friend with Mark for like, for like we've been playing soccer when we were very young and, and we've been playing like co-op games uh, together, like basically since. Um, and so it was his idea basically to develop this, this, this game. And I, I'm a full-time game developer. I like my day job. I, I work at, uh, at Ubisoft. And uh, so, so I know how to make games. You know, it's, it's just, I've been there for 10 plus years. And uh, to me, it's like no secrets in, in game development. And I, like, I, I know how to get there. And uh, when Mark kind of approached me with just you know, talking about his idea of like, hey, I'm going to recreate full-scale storms and a multiplayer game and stuff like that, I was like, all right, good luck. I know it's, it's very hard, very, very hard <laughs> to do that kind of stuff. And uh, he ended up kind of showing me prototypes of stuff working already in Unity, uh, being able to import like real weather data and transferring it into kind of gameplay scenario working full scale. And I was like, yeah, you kind of did the harder part, that part that I thought was kind of borderline impossible. So I joined in then and to try to, you know, work on the map. I'm, I'm a level designer. Uh, that's my, my job. So like working on the map to me, it's like second nature. I can do this and working on the, like the game aspect of it, because it's cool to have a very strong simulation system, but to have like, str like strong engagement and being able to use this project also for people that don't really care about weather in real life, but, you know, players that People that play like Roblox is very popular. So I'm chasing on Roblox. So I'm chasing on Minecraft. Um, so we try to have a broader 
like reach as well. So Mark brought the, the technical aspect. Mark is doing most of the programming of the game. I don't do programming myself. And also brought the expertise on the real life weather. And I brought like the making a game aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, and also like a little bit of the production aspect of like how to, you know, it's a very big chunk of work to make a game and how to, you know, just take it part by part and prioritizing and all of that stuff. That's how we got here. <laughs> Mark, you've done some real life storm chasing. Where where have you done that storm chase? I, be, I began storm chasing in 2007. And I think the first time I went to the States was in 2008. And so like my first chasecation was in 08. And it was the year of like winter and it was a basically a very very good year for storm chasing so uh i got hooked instantly and basically came down pretty much every season since then uh except some some years you know but uh as soon as i can i i just come for the month of may i, I went for like whole months before and then now that i have a more busy life i guess I just uh, booked last minute flights and ruined myself to come and see some tornadoes for a week or two and then come back home, you know. The, this game, yeah. Outbreak, that you guys are developing, is this your full-time job or is this your night hobby? It started as a night hobby and now now it's like taking a lot of space. So we have to manage our mental health in between, you know. Sure. <laughs> but we also have full-time jobs, both of us. Yeah, we both have full-time job, but uh, still Outbreak takes a lot of our free time as well. Um, like I'm basically always in front of a computer and if I'm not doing work for my daytime job, I'm doing work on Outbreak most of the time. Uh, so so there's always something to do and it's also our responsibility on ourselves to be able to, you know, have hopefully a balanced life, do some exercise and social activities while delivering the game you know yeah yeah <laughs> one thing that uh that all chasers like to do uh is is have these little fun stops so i gotta ask you know are we gonna see like the traditional uh uh chaser convergence out in the midwest are we gonna have like a big gathering of chasers together on this game like hang on how... a second are you asking this question because you're wearing a bucky's gas station oh, well, t-shirt right. and I you want to know if the, there's gonna be a bucky's yeah, in the game definitely i was that. gonna I was going to ask if is there going to be a Bucky's and a Waffle House? You know, I mean that seems like you've got to have those in, in any chasing scenario. But uh, no, I know, I guess really my question is: Are you going to, you know, are you going to make this like realistic, like what we see in cities and, and towns and stuff out in the Midwest? I mean, how real is yeah. the uh, is is it going to look? We have our world, and David can tell you more about that. But our world is basically a fictional reproduction of Tornado Alley, including more like arid zones uh which are like uh, very close to uh rocky mountains to the west so you can you can feel like you're close to colorado or you know uh down south uh you have the the green plains and then if you go east uh, more east of uh, in the map you will have more mountains and trees all, all over the place so you're more like in dixie alley and down south is going to be more like the texas area coast so it's like a, you know, it's nothing, there's no, there's no reproduction of any real area there, but there's elements that we see while storm chasing, you know. That's great because there is such a big difference between, like you said, chasing in Colorado, you know, in yeah. Eastern Colorado than there is 
in Mississippi or Louisiana or Alabama. So that's exactly really exactly. And, the, and then the games will start. So you 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 come in and you have weather data and some you're you basically start the game close to initiation or at initiation. So when storms are firing up, and what what happens is you don't know obviously what's going to happen before because it's it's part of the game to uh, to find out. And you also don't choose where you start, and everyone's going to start at the same location at a gas station. So everyone's in a parking and everyone's opening their map and looking at data and you see some driving out and then the rest is whatever you decide to do you know sometimes we we did a, a play test with a lot of people and it was really cool to see like sometimes like a train of chasers following each other and some rogue ones just going in and trying to be more like uh you know taking more risks and you, you could see like this this the storm chasing styles that i see in real life but in in the game that was really excited to see that like there was there were some people actually taking a step back watching it from the distance and missing you know the biggest show obviously but they were being safe yeah so let's talk about some of the elements of the game and how people can analyze storms um i'm assuming you have radars you have storm chasing vehicles all those kinds of things let's talk about that when uh, when people are, are playing as soon as they get in the game they can see uh there's 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 a map basically and you on this map you have the radar with currently uh, reflectivity and velocity so you can see like the basics of radar and eventually we'll add more products for the weather nerds out there you know uh but for now it's only that and then if you go to like let's say like a more uh, advanced mode uh, then you have a lot more products like the surface analysis so you'll have uh, not an analysis but surface map so you'll have plots all, all around the, the map and that are actually linked to weather stations that you can see in the map. And uh, on that, you can see obviously temperature, dew points and wind direction and speed. Um, and then you have like a cape value, cape maps, uh, the, the winds at each level, like 250, 500 millibars and 850. And we'll, we're gonna add more and more as we, as we add content to the game. But right now it's more like, okay, you have instability, you have shear, and here's what's happening at the surface and then radar so that's what we have right now and but but with weather data you can you can get so many products that are not even like available on uh on like pivotal pivotal weather and stuff like that so um i think the hardest part for me developer wise was to create the velocity maps because it doesn't exist in 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 weather models you have to like place a radar somewhere and have it uh, simulate you know the beam uh, going around it i was going through your kickstarter trying to show for the for the youtube yeah. audience i might watch uh, later on what this was kind of looking like and i will say i'm very excited about the addition of velocity because i've seen some other attempts at uh, this genre of game and without that velocity data it's hard to make that decision on where you're going to go if you're only looking at reflectivity. So that'll be really cool that you guys are going to have that. And uh, I, th I think it's it's very important to have it. And I think even in the screenshots there, uh, I kind of interpolated the data a little bit so it looks a bit smoothed. And I think I'm going to remove that and just simulate that, that better resolution. So it's going to look even more like real radar, you know? So right now, what you can see is more like a smoothed version. And sometimes looking at velocity map 
that way is not exactly the best way of finding rotation. So we like the difference of having a radar scope on your phone versus like weather bug or, or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be, that'll be cool. And uh, here's a mock-up you guys were talking, you were talking a little bit earlier about how you're simulating all these different pieces of real life. So um, to show anybody who hasn't seen it just yet, what a mock-up of, of some of your funnel clouds look like. It's, it's, it's really cool. Just curious if you have any meteorologists uh, working with you in the development process, uh, just to uh, make sure that, uh, that what you're doing is making good meteorological sense, uh, or if you're, uh, if you're uh, just using your own experience for that. I'm of course using a lot of my experience uh, as a storm chaser for over 13 years, but uh, I'm also here in Canada, part of a, a company that basically doing uh, private forecasting for for uh, events and, uh, and even little towns here and whatnot. And we have uh, meteorologists in there i'm more like into the storm chasing part i also do forecasting for uh for severe weather but uh i'm i'm surrounded by by weather guys and uh <laughs> yeah they, of course i i make sure everything is is uh is legit you know and in the on the science side i am impressed with the artwork that i saw in the uh uh in the mock-ups that you had there just curious how much of your time you have to spend just uh, being an artist there as opposed to uh, doing actual coding or or uh, working on uh, working on uh, the game itself. For the mockup that was shown, it's mostly my work. Uh, that is why how how we split our work. I I'm you know I was talking a little bit earlier. I'm I'm a designer by trade, so um, I I try to bring you know the game aspect of it. I trust Mark on the science aspect of it, and and it's a it's a really cool con like conversation and collaboration that we have where. I'm I'm gonna do mockups in Photoshop real quick, and, and while obviously Mark and I are spend a lot of time together online, so I I brainstorm with him of like, what do you think of this system? How could this system look like? And then because he's gonna be the one ending up having to code it, um. So so I this is how like you know Mark has a lot of stuff to do on the code side, so I try to like alleviate him a little bit of the on the on this on the side of work that doesn't require programming so yeah and i couldn't do any level design like he does or anything that's like visually looking good you know except when it's technical i like i can't even draw stick figures so i don't have that kind of ability <laughs> i can relate mark i can't draw a stick figure <laughs> yeah. one thing i'm curious about with the gameplay uh is it is it going to just simply be you against the weather or, or you can you, you have the opportunity to perhaps compete with others, maybe other storm chasers uh, in the game and, and see who can, can find the best storm or get there first or, or find that needle in the haystack on a given day. Yeah. The, the thing we wanted to do is to, to, to have a simulation of storm chasing. And that was like my first idea. And then when David came in, he kind of, his role is also to like, like I, I'm the, the weather nerd, I'm the science guy, and I want it to be exactly like when I chase, you know? And he's the guy that, that, that comes in and says, like, this is boring in a video game, and this cannot be done. And, like, people are not going to drive for six hours in, in the game, you know, before something happens. Yeah. And, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's what happens in storm chasing. Yeah, but this sucks. Okay, so then <laughs> he brings me ideas for, like, okay, ga gameplay design. So here's how we're going to make it fun while... Uh, still being, uh, you know, uh, while, while still being realistic and, and everything. So I'll let you, David, uh, yeah. tell, tell uh, about like, what can people do to like 
kind of compete and stuff like that? There is multiple big aspects. Obviously, like it's a, it's a game and in the end, you make points and you make money to upgrade your car, upgrade your, your tools to storm chase better. This is like the, the kind of the progression loop that we're going to have in the game. But when we have to decide that what makes points, this is where it's like a blank canvas, you know? Um, so like Mark was saying, like real life storm chasing can be boring at times. And in the end, it's worth it because weather is spectacular in real life. In a video game, it's a little bit different. And the fact that like it's a game, you can have like a tornado on command. If if you play like seven hours, you're gonna have like you know 15, 16 tornado, like you're gonna see it all the time. So when you have you 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 lose a little bit that feeling of of uniqueness, we have to bring game systems in to 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 kind of qualify and quantify how good of a chase you've done. Uh, the goal of the of the entire gameplay system in Outbreak is to, if a player kind of does a good job engaging with our system, he should kind of mimic what a good life, a good a good real life storm chaser would behave. Uh, so we try to reward good positioning, good intuition on on where the storm is going to develop, especially when gonna, there are multiple like storm cells are going around at the same time and try to be able to predict what's going on at the, at the right time. Don't get like, don't get cut into danger zones uh, and try to penalize that so that you can, you know, it costs a lot less to repair a virtual car than a real car. But in the game, we have to make that finishing so that people kind of take care of us, like try to not get cut in the hail, try to drive relatively safely, not, not, not get off road. Um, so we built like our, our, and you mentioned as well as like a little bit competitive. Um, so I'm going to do a like quick rundown of our current design that, uh, you know, when, uh, you were scrolling through the Kickstarter, the mockups, this is what we explained in the block of text next to it. We give points on the documenting the weather event that's happening. So taking pictures of stuff that's happening and then reporting it on the weather map. And we, we give a little bit more point if you're the first person to like take a, a picture of a tornado and uh, this is what like when you report it 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 creates a warning in the map like like if you would have done that in real life as well um, and we penalize like I was saying like if you get damage on your car if you crash you can die and stuff like that in, in the game so you try to get in a good position um, also like Mark did a fantastic job of just you know, if there is hail, uh, if there is rain that covers a tornado, the tornado does not necessarily give points. Then you have to place yourself like around the, the storm event to 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 be able to document what's happening uh, in a in a great way. And this is all in like our camera module, which is like currently uh, our next big step uh, that we're gonna develop. Uh, the other side is uh, we have probe gameplay we have we have to deploy a probe in the path of the tornado uh, so this is also another aspect of you know people that are better at understanding the behavior of a tornado will be able to place their probe more closely to like the path of the tornado uh, and get out of the way in time to not get sucked in the tornado um, or to get caught in hail or to like you know all the, the, the kind of real aspects of storm chasing so all of these kind of system gives points depending on how good of a job you've done. And then we deduct the points on like, if did you do damage on your car? Uh, there is also uh, fuel management. Uh, so that, that's like, I'll come to the party and, and hopefully at the end, we give you kind of a, 
uh, an amount of point that's representative of how good of a job you've done. And then you can carry that into your loadout and upgrade your gear, upgrade your car and stuff like that, and maybe buy a better car uh, and progress into the game like that. All right, around here, we like the juice. And if you watch TikTok, you know what I mean there. <laughs> I see Peter laughing. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, any little uh, tidbits that you may have not announced yet to uh, any of your followers that you would like to uh, kind of talk about on here before we wrap up the show? Well, we're probably in our next updates, talked a lot about uh, the recent uh, Unity uh, version. Uh, upgrade and then uh, that comes with I, I actually finished uh, doing the upgrade today so that means that we have visual effects that are going to look a lot better we're going to have like uh, a lot more like shadows in play when when there's lightning so that's going to change the immersion so much um, and we, we also have a new tornado in the making I could leak a little bit of it, of it. Uh, it's basically how it looks and it's now um, reacting to lighting, to the lighting of the world, like much better than it, it was uh, before. But the cubes that you can see here are allowing me to change the shape of the tornado. Oh, that's very cool. So, uh, and like the weather system is basically going to control those invisible, visible cubes. Um, and then I'm able to you know, when I'm, I'm creating the tornado, I want to be able to change all the variables that I want to be able to control, uh, like that I want the weather systems to control. So I could change the width, the bottom width of the funnel and even the top here, make it like a tiny one. And uh, if I change the lighting now, you see them like uh, with the sun behind or on the other side. Uh, we didn't have that in the past. We had to like fake lighting because the, the particles, basically the things that are rotating here, were not allowing us to do it. And they're casting shadows. So I think, I think it's a big improvement. We're very excited uh, for that. And uh, it's actually a pretty big leak because it's before... Uh, our next newsletter so i'm happy to show you uh, that little the lighting thing here the lighting makes it feel extra sinister i think yeah yeah and right. obviously i'm going to be able to tint the, the whole thing and you could have pink tornadoes if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah and... and that whole system is going to allow us to have like very complex tornadoes with with multi-vortex stuff uh with vortex breakdown phase you know where it starts doing Ooh. like a helical thing um we're going to be able to have all of that, and it's pretty, pretty cool to have that, I think. Uh, it's going to be pretty realistic, it's, and it's, you know, it's the centerpiece of our game, so it has to be, if we're, if we're claiming to have a realistic weather, then the tornado has to be also like behaving like it should. Uh, I think when I hit on one thing you guys were talking about there, and that was the mental health aspect, especially during the pandemic, and especially mm -hmm. as a night hobby, because I, I am currently monitoring and interested in several different games that are in early development and i've seen kind of games 
that have succeeded and, and games that have fallen by the wayside for a myriad of reasons. Uh, and you guys have done very regular updates on Kickstarter, on Discord, and with the folks who have kind of um, been monitoring you there. What What is that like from a mental health standpoint, trying to juggle all of these responsibilities and these goals, not only you said for yourself, but for all of the folks who have financially backed you on Kickstarter, how do you, how do you manage that? It really comes from, uh, like there is high and lows. Uh, we are pretty new at this. Uh, like, you know, I, I have experience making games, but I don't have much experience making games alone. Uh, so that's very different. And, um, for, so for just the, the work aspect of it, like to not overwork ourselves, it really comes from having good planification. Uh, it really helps to work with small achievable goals. Uh, this is where we have our Trello board where we track all of our tasks. This is a public Trello board where the community can check at any time what we're working on, what remains, and like if we're blocked and, and see how the tasks are like assigned to and if it's in progress, if it's completed. Uh, we also like it, it's also hooked to our Discord. So it posts updates whenever we progress in a Discord. Uh, we have a channel for that. So this is how we can achieve this colossal amount of work by having really structured plans to, to how to get there. And, and so we can just, it, it's really intimidating doing an entire game. Uh, it's really hard. That's why so many people fail. It's, uh, it's, it's not only hard technically, but just the sheer amount of like the force of will. You know, when you've done like a full eight hours days of work, you don't really want to do like debugging and very complex system necessarily but it's a kind of a necessary step to do and and when it's really well planned out and you can have something to check afterward it's it's this is what kind of gets at least me and going. i i think that the key to stay uh sane <laughs> with that mm -hmm. kind of a project is to uh find your strengths and exploit and use them and not you know trying to do everything on your own. So it's, it's always easy to say, because if you don't have any money, you have to do everything on your own. But I mean, even between me and David, I, I have learned so many things over the years now that we started developing this game. And now I know, like, for instance, that I'm, I'm very bad at managing the community and he is very good. So I'm, I, I, I took a step back on that, you know, and it was, especially for my mental health, because it was, you know, it was not good for me. So that's, that's just an example, but there's stuff like that, that I'm better at doing. And, and then we just found ourselves, uh, you know, the, the, the best things that we needed to do for, for each other and for the project. Yeah. I think that was a lot of good advice, including the fact, as Mark said, to lean into your strengths, know those strengths and, and work together as a team. And mm -hmm. David, you brought up a good point that maybe when you're talking to people, they're not game developers. As we're sitting here, I'm realizing we're a podcast about whether uh, we probably are talking to a lot of people who aren't game developers either. So I, I feel like I uh, would do a, a poor job as host if I, if I didn't say, you know, it, it, for folks who maybe know atmospheric science but don't know a lot of gaming, Discord is a place where people can go and have mm -hmm. chat rooms and, and chat with folks uh, across topics, but it's very popular in the gaming community. Uh, you guys mentioned Trello, and that's a task management platform where yep. um, you can see all the different tasks and where they are in progress. Uh, and then Kickstarter is a platform where folks can go and pay into the idea of something that 
will then be promised to fruition. Uh, ga video games is just one of the niches that are on there. And we will include all of those links in the description of our uh, podcast tonight. We've come to the, the point of the evening where uh, we want to let people know where they can learn more about your game, how they can support it, where they can eventually buy it. Where, do we, where, do, where are you sending people? Our Steam page is the best place to be. Uh, right now, the, the people that are interested can uh, wishlist us uh, to, to know when the game will be finally av available. Uh, on our Steam page, we also post a monthly newsletter telling what we're working on with screenshots. Uh, we're going to show uh, a little bit of the tornado that Mark just shown us on, the, on our newsletter for this month. Um, and, and other than that, we have our Discord server where people can interact with us. Like I said previously, people can ask us questions. Uh, there is no dumb question. If like I cannot answer, I ask Mark. If it's a very specific, like, will there be insert a very scientific term that I don't know eh, in the game. And it's like, yeah, Pope Mark, what does this mean? We will have, will we have this in the game? And then Mark answers, uh, answer the question. So uh, we really try to answer absolutely every question that, that goes there. Uh, and, and we have a pretty active community already there, uh, of like a bunch of people that are very impatient to, to see the game, but also people that were able to playtest it in our, in our latest playtest. And obviously we're going to have more playtests uh, coming up to, to be able to, again, see if uh, we're doing a good job developing something that uh, people want uh, and uh, that are that is up to the expectations uh, that are obviously very high uh, from the community, but also from- Yeah, ourselves. like recently, the, the, a good reason why it's taking so long is because we did a play test with players and then found out some weak points in our gameplay. Yep. So we changed everything and then did a bigger play test after and found a bit less, but still some stuff to work on. So we think that the next one is the one, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> so Steam, Discord, uh, we, but we also have a presence, you know, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, also on YouTube where we post videos. Uh, but if you're on Steam, if you're on Discord, you're going to know about the major news uh, first. This is where we, we post first and then we propagate that to our other social medias. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to the next community test. I missed the first one. Really excited to hopefully be able to join the second one. Uh, hopefully we've uh, not only enhanced the excitement of your existing fans tonight, but brought you some new ones as well. I think some of the guys on the screen are, are going to go check this out. So David and Mark, appreciate your insight. Love what you guys are doing. So Thanks for making time for us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. On behalf of everyone here at the Carolina Weather Group, we'll see you again real soon.